Hey y'all, hey. Happy Monday and welcome back to Such a Lady. I am your host, Siobhan, and thanks for tuning in. Or if you're coming back, good to see you back. Um, I'm excited to be here. Also, um, I, I'm i so super proud because Such a Lady is going to be ending our first season. I don't even know how many episodes. Well, you can choose what it like. Really, you can do whatever you want to do in life. Like real life talk. You do whatever you want to do. Um, but like for podcasts, then you get to choose how many episodes you want to do. And so one of the things that I told myself was that I was going to start this and I was going to at least give myself one season. I would fin and if I finished it, then that was fine and I like to do it. I would keep going. But if I didn't, at least I knew that I gave it my all and that I was okay. You know, I did. I did. I came, I saw, I conquered or so. I thought, but once that first season I was thinking about the first season being done. I was like, no, like, I really love this. And then I started thinking about some different things that, you know, we could do to kind of spice it up. So I was thinking that um, season two will have some ladies come in who've actually been in toxic relationships. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still going to tell y'all my stories that make me, you know, get excited and stuff like that. But I also want to bring in women who have been through toxic relationships. And I, I I definitely want to share mine with you all. I mean, I know that it's a podcast and it's about women who kill, but at the end of the day, I don't want to have to tell these stories about these women who are going to end up in jail for the rest of their lives. I don't want to have to tell the stories, but I mean, it's here. So somebody got to tell it like I mean if I don't do it somebody else will but every story doesn't end in murder um some people get out and so hopefully maybe one day if somebody's listening to me talk and they are in a situation or if they hear somebody that just so happened to be on the show you know they hear that they were able to get out of that situation then that's all that matters for me. Like all the razzle dazzle stuff. I don't care about that. I care about telling y'all the stories because I love doing that, but I also love, um, helping people. So it's kind of like a catch 22 for me. Uh, but if you have a toxic love story that you would love to share, um, definitely inbox me, um, on Instagram at such a lady 30 or you can leave a message on, um, you can send me a message while you're listening to the podcast and, or you can just email me. So you can email me at bossedupcandles at gmail.com. Um, I said that that's so sad. I should probably do a email for such a lady, but don't nobody be emailing me. Y'all don't be emailing me. I guess if y'all email me, I'd have a reason to set up an account. Y'all gonna email me? Okay. If I set it up, y'all better email me. All right. And tell me about these toxic love stories. And listen, if you got one and you didn't came out of it, girl, don't you be shy. Do not be shy. Listen, a lot of times people don't realize is that you were made for that exact moment 
created for that exact moment. You know what I mean? People don't realize that God will use you to help somebody else see that that mountain can be moved. Okay, y'all don't understand how many people have inspired me and they don't even know that they've inspired me. Like their struggle gave me strength. So don't ever think that what you've been through was in vain or it can't be used or people are tired of hearing about it. I'm sure people get tired of hearing about my testimony, but guess what? I've had so many people tell me that it's helped them that the people who are tired of hearing about it, it's just like water off my back. But um, I say all that to say, don't let what you think other people are going to say or think about you stop you from helping somebody else get out that situation okay so that's all i'm gonna say about that let's get started on our next toxic love story going wrong um (laughs) sorry y'all y'all know that i get to talking and like i said i i love i love telling the stories but i also love the fact that i'm able to communicate with you all and kind of like i don't know if you all have been over to uh, my instagram page but i was so like trying to make it look pretty and put it together you know i've spent all this money on these classes on how to you know make your instagram look good how to grow your followers and all this stuff and i was trying to do that at first for such a lady but then i was just like "Mm, not so much i don't want all the razzle dazzle i mean i want to give y'all the good stuff but i'm just saying like i i just want it to be real i want it to be authentic i don't want it to be something that i i was scripted you know what i mean oh you got to post at eight you got to post at nine you got to get those engagements up no if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't but at the end of the day i love what i do so that's all that matters but i would love for you to like or subscribe however it is on whatever platform you're on not because i get paid for it but again because it lets me know that people are listening and that's what i care about i care about the people that's yeah i serve y'all it's not the other way around i serve i serve y'all so let's get to serving serve 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 okay never mind okay so the next story is about I didn't drop my dang pen. I was looking for that pen. Okay, so the next story is about Ira Bernstein. And Ira Bernstein was a podiatrist. And if anybody doesn't know, that's the foot doctor. Um, And he was a, a very good foot doctor. I mean, so much so that he had several practices. And he was married, and he had been married to his wife, um... Susan for a very long time and they Susan listen because when I hear her voice it reminds me I don't know if any of y'all watch uh Bob's Burgers but the mama with the annoying voice that's what his wife (laughs) reminded me of like so I'm listening to the audio tapes because they had a really really rocky marriage so rocky to the point where they were kind of like just coexisting. I mean, people knew they were married. They stayed in the same house. But if you ask somebody, they were like, okay, when are they going to file for divorce? Because that's how bad it was. Um, So you could hear like Susan leaving him messages, accusing him of doing all kind of stuff. And her voice immediately takes me to Bob's wife. And I'm just like, oh, I, I, I I felt bad for him. 
that part. I was just like, oh, you have to hear that every day. But I only feel bad for a second. Because the good doc, of course, were here. So he had to have shown his tail. So he decides that, you know, I kind of want to do what I want to do. Like, I, she nags all the time because that's what his thing was. He said that she spent a lot of money and she nagged all the time and she just really wasn't a good wife. Um, she liked to spend money. You, of course, you're a doctor. What do you think your wife's supposed to do? I mean, I'm sure you knew what came with the territory, but he said he was over it. One day he's at work and he's treating a patient and her name is um, Kelly. Well, Kelly is a 35-year-old recently divorced mortician. And her and Ira hit it off and they start talking and hanging out. And one thing leads to another. And oops, slipped and fell up in there. And they start a relationship. Now, when... Susan finds out that he really is sleeping with someone. Not that she's made it up like she had before, but she didn't have proof. No, she found out that he was sleeping with somebody. And so she goes and she files for a divorce. Ira moves out and he's still seeing Kelly. They're doing their thing. Um, But of course, Susan is still giving him the blues. Like, okay, you know that we get a divorce. And I think that when she went and filed for divorce, she made sure that she had proof that he was cheating because listen she knew that she was not walking away from that marriage with just the clothes she had on when she came in she wasn't gonna do they had been married for too long for that to happen so i think that she was very calculated in what she did but ira was just as calculated because he wasn't ready to part with his money so instead of them having a even if the divorce was messy Instead of them having a messy divorce, Ira decides, you know what? I got something for you. I just want to divorce you. If I don't divorce you, that means that you can't get half of whatever I have. So, I mean, you you get whatever I give you or whatever is put in the account. But you know what? I just, I'll just hold the divorce up because that means that you can't get any of my money. And so, you know, him and... Susan were going back and forth with this. Like, I'm talking ugly, ugly divorce. Well, of course, I'm sure when Ira and Kelly get together at night and they're having pillow talk, he's telling her, you know, how horrible Susan is. And if, she, <laughs> listen, if Kelly heard them, them messages, them audio tapes, she probably was like, yeah, is she crazy as hell i listen she probably was nothing against susan i love listen but we gonna call a spade a spade don't act like y'all ain't never heard nobody and been like oh yeah she would get on my nerves yeah that that's how her voice was and i mean i don't know the woman she might be the sweetest person ever but let me tell you when she was calling iris she was pissed and she was ready she was giving him all the smoke y'all so like i was saying i bet Ira was sitting at home in the bed, laying down with Kelly, crying, talking about how horrible his life is. I'm a doctor and I have all these locations, but I have this wife who is trying to drain me for everything and woe is me. And so, of course, Kelly, you know, us women sometimes, we, (laughs) hold on, 
let me get my cape. <laughs> let me grab it real quick because I'm coming to save the day. So apparently that's what Kelly decided she was going to do. She went and got her cape and thought that the S stood for super, but it stood for stupid because Ira let her do all the dirty work. Like legit, he did. So this is how the story went down. So like to here you go. <laughs> so Ira is telling her, I, I can't stand her. She gets on my nerves. She's a horrible person. And I'm thinking, Kelly's like, not only is she a horrible person, I'm sick of hearing about her. Because I'm sure Ira probably talked about it all the time. She probably is like, I'm sick of hearing about her. If she's not in the picture, then guess what? I could have everything that she has, like whatever money's going to her, whatever money that she's trying to get. If she's not here anymore, then we don't have to worry about it. So the game plan goes into motion. One day, Kelly is at a car shop looking for a new car, a new BMW. Must be nice. Rich people problems because, baby, I ain't been looking for a bmw and let alone not only am i not looking for a bmw but when i get to the car lot to get the bmw i don't run into one of my old friends who had initially i bought a car from him before because that's what happened to kelly she gets to the bmw dealership and she runs into one of her old friends who she had bought a car from before now i don't know what car what kind of car it was before but she runs into him and they get to the kiki and and high and and, you know reminiscing and and you gotta think that mm, i say it all the time common sense ain't always coming because after talking for a little while, she tells him that she's looking for somebody to kill her boyfriend's wife. And the guy that she's talking to is looking at her like, what the hell? Like, this is odd. And she's like, do you know anybody? And his name is Mark Kenzie. And so Mark Kenzie's like, no, I don't know nobody. Like, I, I don't really like I don't. It's not on my list of people to know, but let me see what I can come up with. So <clears throat> he gets home and he gets to thinking like, dang, she really looked like she was going to kill. Like she was serious. So like, if I don't do this, then they might try to find somebody else. But little did he know that he was the fourth person that they had tried to get to kill Susan. He was just the only person that appeared to have a conscience because he ended up going to the police. Now, with the police, if y'all are into crime shows like I am, then you know that they got to have something. I mean, you can't just go in there and say, okay, well, you know, she said she wanted to kill her husband or she said she wanted to kill her wife. That's not how it works. They have to have some type of proof, especially if a payment, if no money is exchanged. So... They ask um, Mark Kenzie if he can, you know, wear a wire like this is your friend. You're, if she wants Susan dead, then she's going to need to give you information. So they decide that they're going to wire his car. Um, and based on what I saw, it was a nice car. It looked like an SUV, probably like a, a Escalade. That's what I was I was getting the idea from. But I, not that it matters, but it does matter because the car is really, really nice. And this is where they meet at every time they discuss the um, how it's going to be a killing of Susan, the wife. Well, every time Kelly meets with uh, Markenzie, she's like, 
telling him, okay, listen, when you kill her, it needs to look like an accident. It needs to look like she stresses this so many times. And I'm like, chick, if you know how you want it to look, do it yourself. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you can do a better job. But the reason why she kept stressing it is because long time ago, Kelly had got into a real bad accident. She had hit somebody, a pedestrian, while she was driving and got away with it. And I say got away with it because they didn't charge her with anything. So I'm guessing like maybe she wasn't drunk. I tried to find the information on that case, but it just basically said that she was in an accident and she hit somebody and she got off. So um, it looks like it, they were trying to do a good job of sealing it up and it was a long time prior to this but i mean if you get away with something you don't ever forget that and it kind of makes me think okay did kelly really accidentally hit somebody before and if she did well then now that she's older now is she trying to use that same excuse to get them off because she y'all legit she kept saying like if you could like maybe hit her with the car, like if she's coming out, like maybe accidentally hit her, like it has to be something that looks like an accident. So the guy's like, listen, I got it. Like, you don't got to keep saying the same thing over and over again. Like I'm one of those people too. Like after you tell me, I, okay, the first time I got you, the second time I heard you, the third time, are we going to play this game? Cause I heard you, <laughs> I heard what you said. Don't say it again. But she kept saying it. So um, the the they go back, the informant, Mark Henze, goes back to the police. And they're like, okay, listen, we got Kelly, but we don't got Ira. Like, we ain't never heard you talk to him. Everything is through her. Like, what's up? And so he goes back. And I think they was asking a lot from him. Now look, I didn't I, re, I didn't try to be a good citizen and do my due diligence. And now y'all want me to wear a wire. Now y'all want me to go back. Now y'all want me to help. Yeah, like listen, am I getting paid? Like am I on the payroll? W what's going on? But he was a good person. He was. He came through for him. So he goes back and he talks to Kelly and he's like, "Listen, I need to know that y'all serious. Like, it's a lot of talking going on. How much are you y'all trying to pay me? And it starts off at two hundred and fifty thousand, and he's able to. I guess they're able to talk the hitman down to a hundred thousand dollars. Crazy how people put a price on your life. So, he, but they have an issue. Like Ira ain't pulled up to none of the meetings, but he got a lot to say. He tells Kelly to tell the hitman, listen, I don't know if you real or not. Like, I need you to, I need, I need you to show me your credentials. Like, I need to see what you're working with. And so the hitman's like, I, like, what, what do we got in mind? Like, I, I ain't never had to show proof of me being a hitman before. Like, what, 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 what you need me to do? And so she's like, well, he's the, it's these two insurance adjusters who, are charging or they're trying to come after Ira with fraud and so he wants you to rough them up and beat them up and let them know that you know that's not how you know it runs but Ira was thinking okay well I can get them out the way by beating them up 
and then I can also see if this guy's real or not. So the guy goes back to the police and he's like, I don't know what y'all want me to do with this information because I, what, 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 what can I do? I'm finna be out here fighting people. Like I'm already an imaginary hitman. I'm finna be an imaginary boxer too. So the, <laughs> the police are like, no, chill out. They hired a professional crime scene investigator makeup artist. Now, if these new makeup artists is charging $155 to be the face, I can only imagine how much the um, people who do that kind of work charge. I bet they getting paid an arm and a leg. I might be in the wrong business. I'm going to look it up later, maybe a little bit. But so Ira says, yeah, I need this proof. So the police get to work. Here's where I get like crazy and start talking to the TV or the computer or whatever it is I'm listening or researching this device on. These folks had a chance to not go to jail because, okay, so when they asked them, when they asked Markenzie to beat up the insurance adjusters, he did it. They got pictures. They showed, uh, Markenzie shows the pictures to Kelly. Of course, again, Ira's not there. He sends Kelly to do his dirty work. So the hitman shows the pictures to Kelly. She looks at the pictures and she says, these look fake. Did y'all really, is this really, did you really beat them up? Like she's like really looking at the pictures. So you would think that maybe she's like, okay, abort mission but she doesn't he says like why would i like for real you know me better than that and so i think he had the upper hand because a she came to him he didn't come to her and then b he knew her so it was kind of like like dude you came to me and you trusted me but now you questioning me so she just went along with it and so she was like, okay, well, let me get back to Ira and see what, you know, he say, because um, he over here pimping, okay? <laughs> Podiatrist pimping over here, got Kelly doing all his leg work. So she go back to him and he looks at the pictures and he's like, okay, I want it done. But Markenzie's like, listen, I need to talk to him. Like, if it's both of y'all, that's fine. If it's just you, that's fine. But I need to know that I'm not putting my life on the line for some BS. And so she goes back and she tells Ira, listen, you're going to have to show up at, you're going to have to pull up. That's just what's going to have to happen. So Ira pulls up and this time Kelly's not with him. He gets in the car and him and the hitman are talking and he's like, yeah, I need her out of the picture. She has a lot going on. Like she, you know, basically... I need her gone. I saw what you did to the adjusters. I appreciate your work. I can give you a hundred thousand um, dollars. And and Markenzie's like, okay, I I hear what you're saying, but I need to know for sure that when I'm talking to Kelly, that I'm I'm doing it for both of y'all. And so the doctor says, listen, if it came from her, it came from me. But here's where they almost got, they could have got away. So while he's talking to the, the hitman, he turns around and looks in the back seat. Because of course he's paranoid. Because I mean, who's not your plotting a murder? 
Um, he turns around and he looks in the back seat. He looks in the back seat, and then when he looks back there, he immediately sees a camera. He looks dead into the camera. He says, "Is that a camera?" And <laughs> the hitman is like. Oh, man, yeah, it is. He was like, for my kids, though, he was like, yeah, man, you know, these cars come with everything. And he played it off. Ira just fell right into it. So you making all this money. You didn't went to school all these years. And yet you finna go to jail for being as stupid as a box of rocks. I don't understand it. Make it make sense. Somebody come on, make it make sense. So he leaves and... The police are like, okay, so right now the only thing left to do is to wait and hear back from Kelly on whether or not this is what they want to do. So a couple of days later, the hitman gets a call. He meets up with Kelly and she doesn't say, these people think they about the smart... Don't you hate when people think they the smartest people in the room, but they not. So she meets up with him and now mind you she didn't been doing all this talking giving all these suggestions she know better than everybody how to kill this lady but when she meets up with the hitman she takes his phone and the only thing she types in his phone is the word yes so i guess that was her way of saying like move and proceed with what's going on well after she does that the police figure they got everything they need so they arrest her and then they arrest you know um the good doc they bring him in and what's so crazy is that when they arrest kelly they put her in a holding cell but they put her in a holding cell intentionally where when they bring in the hitman because at this point she doesn't know that the hitman is really an informant. She doesn't know that he went and told the police that he wanted to be a good guy and that he wanted to save this lady's life. She doesn't know any of that. So when she gets arrested, she's just thinking, okay, they talking, you know, you talk a lot of stuff, but let me see if you can prove it. Yeah. She's thinking they can't prove it. So when uh, Markenzie walks by, they purposely walk him by, they said, <laughs> that she pissed on herself not she looked like she was gonna piss on herself she legit pissed on herself in that holding cell because at that point she knew like now they arrested me they arrested him that's one thing but dang they arrested him that that that's the person who was he could put the nail in the coffin but even after she pissed on herself and she saw um the hitman she never turned on ira she didn't they both kept saying that they didn't do anything so they talked to ira and they asked ira hey are you with kelly and he's like i'm i mean we see each other like if y'all could hear the way that he downplayed it like he shrugged it off like i mean i hit it from time to time that's basically how i took it i hit it from time to time but it ain't nothing serious and so they went back and they told her because of course at this point they're playing them against each other um and so they go back and they tell her this she still doesn't break they tell her that he confessed to everything she still doesn't break then they um give them a bail because at first they didn't have a bail 
Now, mind you, yeah, Kelly was shopping for a BMW, but I'm assuming she was shopping on the Good Docs uh, money because when they were able to post bail, Ira posted bail. And guess whose bail he didn't post? Kelly. And so the police just knew initially that she was going to tell on him. Like, hell, they even went and was like, so he out. He didn't post you. He didn't post your bail. Look where you at. Like, you know, they was like, they were, they, listen, they was being petty. She still didn't break. But about four months later, I guess she said, listen, you're not finna piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. Because she said, no, listen, I'll talk. She talks, she tells them everything. She tells them that it was an it was supposed to be an accident. It was all Ira's idea. Um, he was the one that came up with the plan. Like she's just like telling them everything that they've been wanting to know. So they release her because you know she's gonna be a witness who's gonna testify against Ira because he's the person they even when she was the person meeting with the hitman they knew that somebody else was the person pulling the strings and it was iris so that was the person that they were looking to get thing about it is as soon as kelly was released from jail guess what this girl did you will not go move in with ira yes she will she did she got released from jail the first, the same day, her and Ira went and moved in together. So, of course, it made it hard because it was like, okay, how are you going to say that you're going to testify against a man that you're laid up with every night? You go out to dinner with him. You sleep with him. Y'all are, are talking about building a family with, but you want us to believe you when you get on the stand and you say these things about him no so then it was like they couldn't even use her as a witness i don't know if they set that up i don't know i honestly think that he left her out to hang but she still loved him and then once she got out and he knew why she was out he kind of hit her up like babe you knew i couldn't get you out you knew it was gonna look crazy like you babe listen you know how you know how sometimes you know the gift of gab sometimes people got it sometimes they don't but i'm sure ira had the gift of gab um but here's the thing even though they moved in together and they couldn't really use kelly as a witness anymore it kind of backfired in ira's favor too because he couldn't blame it on kelly because how dare you blame it on her if you really thought that she was trying to kill your wife but here you are laid up with her living with her sleeping with her every night so it backfired so what they decided to do was they decided to go ahead and take a plea and ira took a plea to conspiracy to commit murder and he got like five to twelve years and then um kelly decided that she was gonna follow suit and she ended up getting a total of four years but what kind of sucks though is the fact that ira knew what he was doing like if she if he if he never would have came to that location all that stuff would have just been pinned on her 
And like, it, it's crazy because I, I feel like it was calculated. I feel like he knew exactly what he was doing. I feel like he set her up for a time such as this. I feel like he knew that I felt I feel like he knew that she was not. Mm, OK, let's just be honest. There are some women out there who legit are looking for someone to take care of them. They legit are looking for someone. I was that person. I was waiting on God to send me my husband so that he could help me with these bills. Real life talk. So there are women out there who are who are training to be trophy wives who are training to be wives of doctors. I, I have friends who you talk to them. What 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 do you want to be? Girl, I'm trying to find me a, a, a rich husband. That's your goal. I'm not knocking it. I'm not. But I also know reality. Um, I ain't met a rich husband by now. It probably ain't going to happen. I'm, pro- I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to get my own back. And I'm okay with that. But I think that Kelly was looking for somebody to get the bag for her. And Ira was that person who was going to get the bag for her. And so it was hard for her to eventually just turn on him. And I, I don't understand it. Like after me being in jail all that time, knowing that you got out and you just out chilling, living your best life. And I'm in jail. Like I, I again, I, I said this before and I'll say it again. I, that stuff about being loyal, I, I, People take the definition and run with it. Kind of like, you know, sometimes you let somebody slide, they start to skate. Okay, I understand being loyal. You know what I mean? If you're my friend, I'm not going to let nobody talk about you um, in my face. You, They're not going to feel comfortable about, to do that. I'm going to stop that. But if you go rob a bank and you take my car and you come back and you tell me and my life is on the line and my family's life is on the line then the loyalty is out the window because you you put me in a situation where I had no choice but to not be loyal you put me in that situation so I hate when people are like well you know what uh snitches get stitches and all this listen Y'all call me whatever y'all want to call me. Your mama, I don't care because I'm not going to jail for anybody else but myself. Listen, that's just the bottom line. (laughs) That is the bottom line. And if I go to jail, ain't nobody going to know about it but me. They listen, and I'm going to deny, deny, deny until I until they show me. And even then, I'm still not telling nobody I did nothing. I ain't saying a word. They will have me on camera. Who is that? That is not me. I don't know who that woman is. <laughs> the jury's going to have to come in and convict me. Mm-mm, it's not going to happen. So so it just makes me so sad when, when, when these women allow. Because I'm not ever going to take up for, for them because we allow. People can only do to us what we allow. Sometimes we are in different head spaces where it's easier for someone to do things to us but at the end of the day ultimately we allow people to do things to us whether it's a man or a woman so she allowed him to do that and so um she's gonna be spending the next couple of years in jail thinking about that i i hope and pray that she doesn't fall victim to that again but um you you never know because i i was watching okay y'all listen i'm gonna let y'all go after this but i was watching this one um 
crime show and this didn't have nothing to do about toxic women also i was thinking like to me this is just me if you go to jail for something and then you get out and you've been in there for a while because you know some people are like i don't ever want to go back to that place you don't do it again but there was this guy who went to jail and the first time he only got six months because he was a he was younger he got out he did it again he got like five years he ended up only spending three he got out and he kept doing the same thing again and so the crime was like big but it was kind of like the judge kept trying to give him leniency because of course his situation his mom abandoned him when he was a kid his grandma had to take care of him but she didn't really show him any attention so he kept the you know his lawyer was saying the reason why he was doing the stuff he was doing because that was his way of getting attention there are a lot of people who grew up with bad backgrounds who don't do things that harm other people or put other people in danger we all have a choice that's just the bottom line we all have a choice and so i pray that she doesn't make the same mistakes when she gets out because there are so many opportunities for women to get our own bag that we don't need men for that we need men to be kings and we need men to be stand-up guys and we need men to be role models for our children and we need men to be um good leaders for our households but we do not need you to make the bag we don't need you to secure the bag we can get the bag on our own now we can i promise (laughs) we can get the bag (laughs) so so don't let that be the reason why you settle or you stay with someone let the reason why you be with someone be because you you found the person that makes your soul smile the person who brings who adds joy to your life adds 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 not subtracts not takes away not puts in danger not 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 threatens adds adds good stuff add girl add okay y'all i'm gonna get on out of here but y'all gonna meet me over at the page such a lady 30 so we can talk um i'm gonna put a picture up there this time um and then we'll chat and I will see you all. I will. I'll chat with you all next week. And um, y'all have a good week. Be great on purpose. Don't let nobody take your joy because they didn't give it to you. And um, y'all stay safe. Love y'all. Bye.